Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Allianz Tech Trust, please go to www.allianztechnologytrust.com. Hello and welcome to Silicon Valley Bite Size, an update on the tech sector from the Allianz Technology Trust. I'm Cherry Reynard. As many of you will know, ATT invests in quoted technology companies across the globe with the aim of achieving long-term capital growth. Since 2007, the trust has been managed by the Experience team based in Silicon Valley, the epicenter of the world's technology industry. For our latest episode of Bite Size, I'm joined by Walter Price and Mike Seidenberg, fund managers on the trust, to talk us through the key developments in the technology sector and share their insights. Hi, Walter. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? Okay, Walter, let's start with you. Let's do some big picture. Um, I wonder if you can talk about the relationship between interest rates, inflation, and technology valuations. Well, I think that interest rates are in the process of normalizing. Uh, there, there is higher inflation in the economy uh, because of this uh, difficulty in going back to uh, a normal environment. And, and so you've seen tremendous issues in supply chains uh, restarting. Um, I, I think there's also a secular issue with employment. So, it, you know, a lot of people are retiring from the workforce and therefore it's, it's harder to get uh, people into your company than it was previously. So uh, there are lots of reasons to think that uh, inflation is going to to stay uh, a little bit elevated for the next uh, six months at least. And therefore interest rates are rising to uh, kind of dampen the economy and, and normalize going back to normal as well. I think the our assumption is that that's going to be a headwind for technology valuations and therefore we have to overcome that with high earnings growth uh, to offset the, uh, the, the slight depreciation in technology valuations that we're expecting over the next year. And are you worried about ebbing momentum in the global economy or is that just what you'd expect having had this sort of very powerful restart? Well, I think there's a rebound in 2021 and we're moving into a more, uh, more sustainable growth in 2022. Um, so, uh, you know, I just think it's unreasonable for anyone to expect the global economy to grow at five or six percent uh, like it will in 21. But, it, you know, there should be a solid growth, uh, particularly in the technology sector. OK, great. And Mike, bringing you in here, um, there's a lot of talk about tax rises, both personal and corporate. Um, to what extent do you think that's likely to affect the technology sector? Well, I'd say at a high level, you know, the, the tax, the tax, the, the proposed tax changes really impact the entire market. Um, technology as a whole um, is a very profitable sector. If you compare the operating margins of your average tech company versus the average company in the S&P 500, I think that they're probably better able to handle the proposed changes. But nonetheless, I think, you know, the stock market overall will be impacted by it, but I don't feel like tech is, is a standout um, relative to others. I mean, I think the last time I, I think Walter 
um, I, I saw a comment, you know, we were thinking in the neighborhood of kind of eight to 10% approximately uh, earnings hit, uh, depending on uh, the, the, the kind of what goes through. So, you know, I think it, I think it's going to be kind of equally distributed across the market. Um, you know, obviously some of the tech companies run at very big losses as they're scaling their businesses. So that's actually probably a positive at the, at the margin. So th that's how we're thinking about it. Okay, great. And uh, the problems that have been seen across supply chains, I mean, it, it seems to be a kind of universal problem. Is, is that being felt in the technology sector? Or again, is that not really in the firing line for those? No, the technology sector, like other sectors, really feeling it. I mean, whether it's a chip shortage due to demand uh, for electronic vehicles, you know, whether it, it, it's, you know, if you think about, you know, supply chain issues, labor is a big function of that. Um, you know, we hear consistently how hard it is to find people. So, you know, it is real. It's something we talk a lot about. It's something we're very aware of and thinking through. Look, you know, the good thing for us is a lot of the companies that we invest in have opportunities to actually help mitigate some of the supply chain issues for their customers. So, you know, technology is not immune, uh, but we actually think, you know, it, it, you know the, the, the technology solutions can actually potentially offset some of the challenges for other companies. But no, it's it's real. I mean, it's it's as real as, you know, people selling their spots in line for Tesla's and making money because you know there's you know shortage of cars, so I, I you know it's a real it's a real situation. Walter, um, I mean the other big issue is regulation. Now you know that's undoubtedly an issue for big tech, um, but are you seeing that sort of percolate down to other parts of the technology industry, or again is it is it not a sort of big factor you're seeing elsewhere? I think regulation is a problem for all large companies, um, particularly all large profitable companies. Governments are looking for additional revenue and uh, they're, they're trying to raise taxes to fund social programs and the big debt that they accumulated during the pandemic. So you're, you're going to see uh, regulation and tax increases uh, as you know part of the scenario that we're looking at over the next several years. I think um, you know, with the, in the case of big tech, uh, you know, they're big, powerful companies. And I think uh, governments are trying to uh, regulate them, tax them and, and constrain them. So very hard for tech companies to make acquisitions these days. Uh, uh, and I think, uh, you know, countries are looking at tech companies as kind of their crown jewels, so they don't want them to get acquired. So that's, that's a big issue for some of the tech companies in terms of branching out into other areas. I guess the other, the big macro sort of issue facing the tech sector is, is this big crackdown in China. Um, I mean, to what extent do you see that as a risk for the internet sector there or, or is it actually, you know, sort of long overdue? Well, I think the crackdown in China is uh, just a reminder that China is a communist country and, and therefore uh, they believe that uh, your profits are a, a function of the, the, uh, the benefit that the government's giving you in terms of an environment and they belong to, uh, they belong to the country, they belong to the people. And I think uh, it, it makes it difficult as a, a capitalist uh, to invest in China. Um, 
So I think, uh, you know, they've just reemphasized the fact that, you know, that they're a communist country and they're not a capitalist country. Okay, great. Right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the trust now. Um, Walter, again, I, I wonder if you can talk through any kind of big changes you've made over the past six months, any kind of notable themes you've brought in, you know, just give me this sort of big picture on the trust. Well, I think uh, over the last six months, as uh, we've seen uh, some of the valuations come down for our high growth companies and uh, the growth rates uh, look like they're sustainable and, and projects are getting restarted. Uh, we've started to move the portfolio back to some of the higher growth companies. Uh, we had moved into the semiconductor sector and the, you know, the GARP sector, which are the large cap tech companies uh, in our portfolio. And uh, we've started to move uh, back to some of the growth uh, sectors. Uh, we think that uh, that adjustment process has happened uh, in valuations and uh, the companies are kind of coming through, uh, you know, restarting their businesses and absorbing some costs associated with that. And as, as we look out over the next couple of years, we think companies uh, will have uh, very good growth rates that will kind of stand out from other, other companies that are slowing uh, in the next couple of years. Mike, I wonder if you can sort of unpick that move into higher growth companies a little bit. You know, what does that look like in practice in terms of sort of stock selection um, and, you know, a little bit more on, on kind of why you've done it? Yeah, I, you know, it really manifests itself on this belief that the replatforming of the enterprise is occurring as we speak. And this happens once every kind of 15 or 20 years, depending on the technology curves. And it just requires a tremendous amount of new tools and technologies in order to kind of basically empower your workers. So, you know, you, if you've listened to us over time, you've heard us talk about, you know, whether it's movement to the cloud, artificial intelligence, you know, um, Digital, digital digitalization, excuse me, it, it all is part of this, this idea that the enterprise is replatforming and people are just doing business differently. I mean, you think about in your own case, how, you know, how your expectations have changed as a consumer uh, post COVID, which we actually think was an accelerant to this movement, you know, from, a, you know, just think about how you expect, you know, ordering food, for example, like the concept of, the concept of going in and calling a store and ordering a pizza to go has really gone by the wayside because the, you know, people get on their app, they order the food, you know, in my case, you know, I still, you know, whatever, I'll go pick it up because I don't want to pay delivery fees, but you know, my kids, you know, they, the, you know, the driver, the independent contractor driver shows up and delivers the food. So I, I think that there's just so much going on here. So that's kind of led us back to the growth, the growth sector, because what we're seeing in some cases is actually acceleration uh, uh, out of 20 into 21 with really healthy IT budgets. So that's a good backdrop for these companies. So I know it's a pretty long-winded answer, but there, there's a lot that goes with our uh, thought process when we move the portfolio in a certain direction. Where are you on social media at the moment? I mean, that has obviously been in the absolute sort of headlights of um, regulation. But do you think these companies, you know, are their business models good enough to 
withstand the various challenges they face or are they going to have to adapt? So, you know, I think anytime some anytime a product becomes lingua franca for a generation of people or, or from a for for a community that really kind of brings uh, brings oversight traditionally from the government. Um, you know, we've seen it previously. Look, you know, I think the models are amazing to the extent that you know you can really you can really advertise effectively. They're really profitable. You know, there are billions of eyeballs on on you know across you know a variety of products. Uh, you know, at a given time. But look, I think with that comes you know. They're, they're not perfect. There are some social costs. There's some societal costs to them. So I think what we're seeing is as they mature, you're seeing the regulatory, you know, you're seeing concern and regulatory um, kind of oversight. Uh, and it's probably warranted given the kind of the power that they have kind of in our daily lives. But at the end of the day, they're really good business model, really good businesses with really good operating margins. So we think that they probably, you know, we don't think they're going away, but we think that the regulatory oversight is probably here to stay. Walter, the other sector that's been really in the headlines is the semiconductor uh, sector with this with this kind of global shortage. The last time we talked, you were, you were reasonably, um, you had a reasonable weighting in the semiconductor sector, but I think you've paid that back now. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I wonder if you can talk about um, whether that is sort of unsticking a little bit, and you know whether um, companies are starting to increase production again, or whether there are still real problems there. Yeah, we, we, we've taken some money out of the semiconductor sector, particularly the the uh, memory and the uh, equipment sector, uh, which have uh, had you know very strong results uh, in the first half of this year. We think they're these shortages are starting to impact demand for uh, PCs and phones. Uh, you know, you, you can't get certain parts and therefore production is slowing for those products. And, you know, there was a pandemic uh, positive influence on that sector as well, particularly the PC side that it's ebbing. So, you know, we think there's a little bit of a down cycle coming in the semiconductor cycle uh, for the next uh, six to nine months. And therefore we've We've adjusted our weightings there. We think we think the secular uh, outlook for the automobile semiconductor area is is better than the memory sector, uh, and therefore we've uh, increased our weighting there. Um, but you know, I, th I think basically you have this tremendous shortage in semiconductors that's uh, going to abate in the next uh, in the next six months, and uh, as it does that, we'll look at increasing our position back into that sector which we like uh, on a secular basis okay thanks Walt. but um mike I, I wonder you're you're there in in the middle of california and um i wonder if you could talk a bit about where you see as the most exciting sector at the moment you're sort of presumably picking up on on kind of new trends and things yeah it's a great question um and it's something that we kind of ask ourselves a lot, uh, you know, kind of ongoing, where do we want to fish, um, you know, uh, on a, you know, for, for a period of time. Look, uh, you know, I think the one thing that we've learned during COVID and what I call kind of hybrid COVID now, where people are kind of, you know, some people at work, some people aren't at work, um, et cetera, et cetera, is, you know, companies have to get stuff done, right? They have to get products out the door, deadlines, you know, need to be achieved. People need to be hired, et cetera, et cetera. And that really requires a collaborative nature 
Um, and we had collaboration before the pandemic, but I think that you know collaboration in a hybrid world is a difficult challenge. And we found some really interesting companies to help solve some of the challenges associated with it. So I think that, you know, I don't think people are going back to work probably five days a week on average. I think it'll be a hybrid model, yet I think all the pressures that are associated with, on you know, whether it's IT, whether it's product, whether whomever it is, those pressures remain. So the deadlines remain. And therefore we think, you know, we're looking at tools and technologies that really can help facilitate that collaborative effort and, you know, get stuff done, uh, you know, not to yeah, boil it down to simple terms, but uh, so we were excited about it. I mean, there's some really innovative stuff there um, and hopefully we'll find, you know, incremental ideas, you know, besides just the core ones, but that's, that's, I think that's the sector we're most excited about. It's kind of new on our radar screen. Okay. And how do you make sure you're picking up those sort of new ideas? Is it, is it a case of, uh, you know, a good network or going to conferences or, you know, and especially how does that work in, in kind of the new, the new world? Again, I'm like, that's to you. Yeah, you know, so we just recently hired uh, a, a new person on our team, uh, which, you know, here again, if you've talked to the trust before, it's not something we do lightly. Um, I used to like, I used to jokingly say I'm the newest member at uh, going on 12 years now. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm no longer, we hired, we hired uh, a new, a new person who, um, to help us uncover those opportunities. And he, he has a really interesting background. Um, and we, we felt Walter and I and the team felt that we were missing opportunities because of your question that, you know, we jokingly say in this business that you have to kiss, you know, kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince. And we just weren't, you know, kind of, you know, at bat often enough on some opportunities. So we think that, you know, it gives us incremental bandwidth. It gives us a new perspective um, as we go out and look for ideas and, 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 and sectors to kind of newer sectors. So uh, we're really excited about, about a new team member. Um, you know, obviously it's early days, but, you know, I, I think that that's going to help us uncover uncover, you know, uncover the next big idea, you know, remembering that, you know, you know, we operate on a mosaic principle. So there's a lot of work and effort that goes into, you know, getting a, getting a name into the portfolio. Um, so, you know, he's going to help us. He's going to help just give us some incremental bandwidth. I don't know, Walt, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, we're, we're having him focus on uh, the software sector and the cybersecurity sector. I think that's where his background is. And uh, that's where a lot of companies have come public in the last uh, year, uh, either through SPACs or through direct listings or through uh, just the, the traditional IPO process. So, you know, I, th I think we want to get to know these companies. Uh, you know, as Mike says, we have a we have a process where we go through and really try to understand the the subsector and then under meet the managements of the different companies that are involved and then choose what we think are going to be the the winners in that particular subsector. So that, that that's a process that requires a lot of research uh, and a lot of meeting with management, either virtually or increasingly. Uh, you know, we're going going down the street and, and meeting with the companies again. So uh, uh, it helps to be in San Francisco, I think. I wonder if we could just finish off by looking 
uh, the technology sector in general. So, Walter, I, I wonder if you could talk about corporate earnings and the, the sort of prospects for the year ahead. Well, I think earnings growth is going to be slower in 22 for uh, the technology sector than it was in 21 because you're you were comparing against uh, a pretty soft period in uh, 2020. But uh, we still think you're going to see robust earnings growth and, and revenue growth for the technology sector in, in 2022. And we think that most of these companies are in control of their destiny. They can offset uh, whatever inflation uh, they're seeing. And as Mike pointed out, they're part of the solution. Um, so labor shortages, uh, the need to uh, focus on climate change and do something about it. Uh, you know, uh, technology companies are very involved in uh, new ways of doing things and helping companies uh, deal with uh, shortages and deal with cost pressure. So uh, we think it's a nice tailwind for the technology sector in the year ahead. And um, what about valuations? I mean, how do, how do they look relative to history? Well, valuations, valuations moved up in the uh, the COVID period, and I think, uh, you know, they've started to come back down in uh, 2021. Uh, if you look at uh, many of the high growth companies, their stock prices are up less than their, their revenue growth or their earnings growth in, in 2021. So, uh, you know, we think that tech valuations in general will continue to uh, moderate. We're expecting, uh, you know, if a company is growing at 50% a year, we're not expecting their their stock price to go up 50%. We're expecting it to go up somewhat less than that as, as valuations continue to come in a little bit. Great, thanks. Um, and Mike, just sort of final question to you. Um, sentiment towards the technology sector has improved quite a lot in, in recent months after a, a bit of a grim patch at the start of the year. So what are you feeling in the market today? What, what sort of vibes are you getting? Well, I mean, I think it really boils down to the results, right? At the end of the day, you know, for most of the companies that we invest in, we are afforded the opportunity to see, you know, four times a year, we get to see their results. And, you know, I think that for a lot of them, they're doing better than expected, uh, primarily because there is an in-market demand for their products that, that that is resulting in kind of, you know, uh, just a growth that we haven't seen in a long, in a long time. Look, uh, you know, clearly IT, the IT sector benefited uh, from COVID. Um, you know, I was surprised in a couple of surveys that I've listened to lately that people are expecting actually better IT budgets in 22 from a growth perspective relative to 21. So that that that's that's a pretty important data point. Um, just if, as you start to think about 2022. So I mean, I think generally speaking, you know, um, people people are excited about about technology. And you know, I, I Walter knows this. I'm a pretty simple person. Um, I often remind myself that you know. Solving difficult problems usually results in, you know, long-term revenue growth. And, you know, our goal is to find companies that aren't me too's that really are unique and solve difficult problems and then figure out a valuation that makes sense for our investors. So, um, you know, you know, sure, the backdrop is better than it was. Look, I didn't really understand. I thought people overreacted at the beginning of the year. Um, so 
I, you know, I think we're seeing, I, I think we'll continue to see technology separate itself from the rest of, of, of from, from, from many other industries. Um, and that's just a continuation. It's one of the reasons why we're excited about investing in the sector with a long time horizon. Great. Thank you, Mike. That, that seems a good point to wrap up. Um, if you have any questions on the trust, please go to the website, which is www.alliancetechnologytrust.com or do contact one of the sales team. Um, thank you, Walter and Mike, for those insights again. And thank you all for listening. <laughs>